You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. <laughs> Welcome, Hoosier fans, to another victorious episode of the Assembly Call as tonight your Indiana Hoosiers bounce back from the loss to Penn State with a 67-51 victory over the previously unbeaten in the Big Ten Ohio State Buckeyes. The win moves Indiana to 11-3 overall in the season, 2-2 in conference play. It was a game that Indiana started out a little bit sluggish, but got some really great energy from the bench, as we will obviously discuss. Some great play from Trace Jackson Davis and just absolutely dominated the second half of the second half to get the 16-point victory. I'm your host, Jared Morris. I'm here with the coach, Brian Tonsoni, Ryan Phillips, and a special guest, my son, Teddy. Uh, His mama is not yet done putting his sister to sleep, so he's going to hang out with us here uh, for the first part of the show. Good to have you, little buddy. Uh, okay, so let's start this show the way that we start every show, and that is with our Hoosier Proud Banner moment. And for the Banner moment, I feel like you have to go with something from that stretch there late in the second half <laughs> when Indiana absolutely put this game away. And so I'm going back to the 5:30 mark. Uh, Indiana was only up seven at this time, and Trey Galloway flew in for a defensive rebound, kicks it out to Xavier Johnson. He gets it, takes it down to the other end, gets it into Trace. Trace scores. Then on the other end, Trey Galloway makes a hustle play, knocks the ball out of bounds, and it was just indicative to me of the two biggest storylines of this game, which were the energy and hustle that Trey Galloway brought and Trace Jackson Davis's absolute dominance on the inside scoring for Indiana. Those two were huge, and obviously we will talk about them a lot as we go through tonight's show. Okay, our Hoosier Proud Banner moment, as always, brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel, now in their fifth season of sponsoring the Assembly Call, <laughs> and their first as the presenting sponsor for the Back Home Network. And, you know, as you think about what to do with any Christmas money or gift cards that you received this year, you should definitely consider checking out homefieldapparel.com. Homefield has the largest collection of vintage IU apparel that you'll find anywhere uh, with beloved logos like two different versions of the bison. And if you support other college teams or have people in your life who do, Homefield probably has something for them too. Their product line now extends to more than 120 different schools with unique vintage logos for all of them. Do you want to pee? No, you're done with the piece. Okay. And no matter what you buy, you know it will be comfortable and the colors will last through many washings. Plus, you're supporting an Indiana-based company that came up through Kelly. What could be better than that? Go to homefieldapparel.com, use our promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, for 15% off your entire first order. That's promo code HOME for 15% off. Once again, the website is homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. I feel like his kind of whining and kvetching here would have been much more appropriate for the start of the Penn State show than the Ohio State game show, but... That's okay. Uh, Now it's time uh, to move the ball, find the open man, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. And we will start with Coach Tonsoni. It's Tonsoni time. What's on your mind, Coach? Uh, Just a fantastic effort uh, tonight by the Indiana Hoosiers. And Trace Jackson Davis really elevated his game, I think. Maybe some of the post-game comments about him only getting five rebounds really uh, resonated uh, with him. I thought he was fantastic uh, all night. We'll talk a lot about Trey Galloway as well. But more than that, Uh, This was a game that Indiana needed uh, after the Penn State game where we were all kind of in shock at at some of the uh, offensive or lack of offensive uh, creativity of the players and the coaching staff. And then to get down 15-7, to and and in our chat, we were a little nervous at that offensive uh, 
kind of stagnant offense was going to happen. And all of a sudden, boom, one substitution, one player who'd been itching uh, to get back in uh, comes in and really changed uh, the mojo of the Indiana Hoosiers. This is more of what we expected to see. This is more of what we need to continue to see. You know, uh, we get down after a loss. We get really excited after a win. It's going to have to be consistent. And I think, Ryan, you said in our in our text message, we got to bring this on the road. Uh, if you're going to be the team you need to be, uh, one game is nice. It needs to be two on Sunday, and then it needs to be taken to the road, and it needs to be consistent. But it's a lot more fun talking with you guys after a, after a win than it is uh, after a loss. So much more fun. All right, Ryan, over to you. Not a lot to rant about tonight, but what you got? You know, I, I think that the thing to mention here is that this season I've said – a couple times and people will talk about the talent on this team. There's not enough talent on this team. That's the problem. They're just not good enough. They're not okay. I've said this is a top 25 team. If they play right, it is. There's enough talent on this team to be a top 25 team. They prove that tonight. They absolutely prove that tonight. This team, when it is running well, could be top 15. They just beat what? Number 13. They can be that good. If they play right, if they are directed, right, if they're running the right sets, if they are all showing high energy, that offense, as you saw when Trey Galloway comes, came in, that offense actually looks good when people move quickly and they have to move quickly when Trey Gallo is on the floor and move around him because he's going to drive. He's going to dribble through. He's going to make that extra pass. He's going to move. It showed what this can be. The problem is getting it there consistently. And on the road, they have not brought that. You know, I mean, they're two halves where they looked pretty good on the road, two halves where they looked horrible. And then the Penn State game where it was bad the whole way. This team has the pos- the capability to be a top 25 and occasionally a top 15-ish team. It needs to play like it more consistently. And Trey Galloway tonight was the straw that stirred the drink. I know Trace Jackson Davis was absolutely unbelievable. We will talk about him. Incredible All-American performance, the kind that puts you in player of the year consideration uh, if, if you can replicate that a couple more times in big games, uh, especially certainly Big Ten player of the year consideration. But Trey Galloway changed that game and changed this team tonight because it finally looked like, oh, look what happens when there's some movement. The first few minutes of this game looked terrible. The offense looked terrible. It was stagnant. It wasn't moving. It was Xavier Johnson driving and maybe getting it to Trace Jackson Davis. They were the only two moving. The wings were just kind of on the three-point line going back and forth, you know, up a little bit, trying to hunt a shot. No cross-cutting, no screens for them, nothing. Trey Galloway comes in, everybody moves. So this just showed what can happen and what this team is capable of. There is enough talent on this team. I don't want to hear that anymore. There is enough talent on this team to win. They're not perfect, but there's plenty of talent there. They just have to continue to have it used correctly and use it correctly. Yeah, Galloway was terrific tonight. You know, we had a we had a funny text exchange that I posted on Twitter where I texted you guys and I was like, you know, Trey, Trey really I was trying to say Trey really moves the needle for this team because we had been talking about how stagnant the offense was. And the point that I made in the next text was he's incapable of being stagnant. Like Trey Galloway cannot stand still. So if he's out there for better or worse, there's gonna be movement, there's gonna be energy. We saw last year as a freshman, a lot of times he would you know, kind of go and get past a guy, but get himself in no man's land and not have anything to do with the ball. He's obviously gotten better. And this team really needed that movement tonight. Of course, in the text, instead of saying Trey really moves the needle, I said Trey moves the noodle, to which coach replied noodle. And so it was very funny. So Megan Mahaffey did have a very good idea that I think we need to have a moves the noodle award now for the bench guy who changes the game. Because this, to me, had all the halt, the markings, I thought, of a game where Indiana was going to need its bench. You're coming off a tough loss. 
you know, assembly hall is going to be nice, but it's not going to be, you know, the huge assembly hall or assembly hall crowds with, you know, uh, uh, with the students in there. So I kind of anticipated a slow start. Now, I thought Tamar would be the guy who would step up and provide a big spark. He really struggled and didn't get back in the game after, you know, his initial struggles. But Trey Galloway was just tremendous, you know, bringing energy. Uh, you know, it's one of those games where he had a really nice stat line tonight. Eight On points, both ends too. three boards, four he, assists. Yes, two steals. Both ends because he's yes. usually an offensive guy and he usually gets lost defensively. He brought the energy and was helping the team on both ends tonight. Yeah, no, he was. He was he was absolutely terrific. But the other thing that I want to mention, which I think is a huge storyline and cannot get lost, Coach, is you know one of the big storylines for Indiana through the first part of the season is wow, look at this defense. You know they're really uh, you know holding teams to you know low two point field goal percentages. The effective field goal percentage is low, and the retort has always been yeah, well let's wait till they play some real teams. Well tonight they played one of the most consistent scores in the country in EJ Liddell. He had 11 points, 3 of 12 from the field. And I think you saw why, because Race Thompson really bodied him up. Jordan Geronimo, when he got out there, stayed with him. And Trace Jackson Davis has become a human eraser, and his shot blocking is continuing into Big Ten play. So as fun as Trey was, as dominant as Trace was on the offensive end tonight, you know, it's not always the most exciting thing, but they held Indiana 51 points and held EJ Liddell to his worst night of the season. This defense is real. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was brilliant actually tonight. Uh, you, you talk about Trace Jackson Davis's blocks. He was second man off the floor. He wasn't hunting and jumping and yeah. then letting guys get baskets behind him. He wasn't giving up. All and then a lot of times when you do, even if you're second man off the floor, then there's an offensive rebound. Our guards were cracking down. Like Rob was in there one time. Uh, I thought it was a really key moment. We'll talk later where it was still in doubt and there was a fast break and and there's an attempted block and, and Rob got in there and it wasn't the jump ball one, but it was one even before that where he dug it out. So the guards were cracking down, but you were absolutely, I thought, you know, Geronimo hits a three, takes a bad three, but Geronimo was good defensively short of maybe one possession. That's good minutes defensively. And, and I thought our, I thought the rotations, there was not that overhelping in the Penn state uh, as much, obviously in every game, you're going to have situations where there's a situational poor defense, uh, you give up a three, you're a little late on a closeout here or there. Uh, but boy, tonight it was really connected. And, and you know, there's supposedly national player of the year uh, getting just locked down by the entire Indiana defense, and they couldn't do anything about Trace Jackson Davis. Um, you know, so yes, the, the defense has carried us and kept us in games all year long. And that's what you need. You really do. And, and kudos to the staff. I know we got frustrated with the offense and all that, and I think rightfully so. But this defense has been very, very, very consistent. It was a big part of tonight's win. The defense also created offense, too. Yes. And, and whether it was direct points off turnovers or just after a good play, they eventually scored. <laughs> but 16 points off turnovers. And then there were a couple where like it would be a block or something, and then they'd come down, have a good rotation to get a layup. That doesn't count on that list, but it's another basket off of defense. And what what I will say too is you mentioned Geronimo. I you know, you look at that matchup, Liddell on Geronimo, you're thinking, okay, he's gonna he's gonna get abused for a little bit. He's undersized. That kid put in a ton of effort. He picked up some fouls, but he took he, he uh put in a ton of effort there and, and really just let him know, hey. I'm not going to let you go around me. You're going to have to shoot over me. And if I foul you, I foul you. There was one where he got called for a foul. It was not a foul. Liddell fumbled the ball going up, and they it was an anticipation call. The officials were actually mostly good tonight. They let him play, but that one was a bad call. 
Uh, that said, I, I was I was thrilled with the way Geronimo played with his with his energy. I, I agree. He kind of pulled the trigger on that second three too fast. But you know what? He just made one. He's probably thinking, you know, it, it, it happens. Um, but defensively, a guy who, again, the stats don't really show up for it as far as blocks and steals go. Race Thompson was phenomenal on Liddell for most of the night, just bodying him up, making him shoot over, making him go around, try and go through the lane to get him instead of going baseline, uh, forcing him back to the lane where guess who was hanging out? TJD was right there to help out. So uh, really just tandem TJD and race phenomenal tonight defensively. And Geronimo, uh, I thought Derwin, he was in there. He only played for about six minutes, but I thought when he was in there, he, he acquitted himself pretty well defensively as well. The post defense on this team has gotten so good and you're starting to see the guards trust that behind them. So if they get beaten, they kind of have a feeling like, you know, at least I've got some help behind me. It creates that trust. It maybe allows you, like Trey Galloway did tonight, take a few more chances in passing lanes because you know you might not get beat the other way if you can recover. Uh, so just as a whole, the defense was much better. The only time where I sat there and thought Indiana was getting beaten defensively, and it's not Parker Stewart's fault. It's a tough cover. It's where he was guarding Branham, who's a phenomenal one-on-one player. And it was about five possessions in a row where Branham went right at him and beat him. And that's that's not Parker's fault. He shouldn't be in that situation. Um, but, you know, Indiana survived it, so it works out. But other than that, the defense was sol- rock solid all night long. Early transition defense was a little poor in the 15-7 to run, I, yes. I thought, too. But a- an unsung defensive thing is the job they did on Aaron's. The dude hardly misses. He was two of six from three. That that's just key because if whatever they did strategy and and I I don't have anything that comes to mind strategy wise what they did, but they just stayed tight to him and whoever was guarding did a good job. Not they didn't get overhelp looks. Yeah, they didn't overhelp. They did and a couple times and they got open. They, they got they open scrambled. Yeah. And, yeah, and this adds to the Stewart problem. You're not helping Stewart, so Stewart's on an island. Yeah, you're on your own. You're on your own. And and then we want that Brandon kid to take pull up twos as much as everyone loves the old pull up twos. Pull up twos are a recipe to win basketball games. You don't want to give up baskets at the rim and dunks and you don't want to give up yeah. wide open threes. You get beat. Pull up twos look nice. And even if you score 20 points on pull up twos, um, still, you know, efficient. Yes, it's not. It's just analytically not part of the game anymore. And late so, in the game. Late in the game, they yeah. made the call when Parker got his fourth foul. They switched Rob onto him, and, right. and he was he right. wasn't a factor the rest of the way. Yeah, so, and so it, uh, yeah. it was a great scheme defensively. It was executed well by the players. Matchups worked out perfectly. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just that it was brilliant. I thought, except for the transition defense early. Here's the thing, too, about a game like this, because look, even bad, poor recent Indiana teams have beaten ranked teams at home, right? But what are the two things that typically define those upset victories? Crazy crowds and unusual three-point shooting performances, right? You know, Devontae Green would go off and the crowd's nuts. You know, Jerome Hunter hits a bunch of threes and the crowd was going crazy. And, you know, it's kind of one of those assembly hall victories. Here's the thing about tonight. You know, and the thing about those wins is it it wasn't repeatable. You just had to kind of hope that, you know, assembly hall roulette, you rolled it and it was good for you that night and the crowd's going and Devontae's making his shots. This is repeatable. And to your point, Ryan, they can take this on the road because it was deep. Indiana, Indiana was 2 of 15 from downtown tonight. If they just shoot, nor if they just make a few good looks, they win the game by 20 plus points, you know? But they made their free throws. They played good, solid defense. They got the ball inside. It wasn't a crazy scoring game from somebody. You know, Trace is your guy and he put up a lot of the points, but you just had some balanced scoring from the other guys. The bench played. Like, this is the kind of performance that you can repeat and take with you. 
And that, to me, is the best part of it. It wasn't just a team coming in shell-shocked by a crazy arena and crazy shooting. Like, this was a rock-solid victory that is a little bit different than some of the big home victories that we've had in the recent past. And I think that's something really to be excited about. Well, we haven't even talked about the offense, too, that can travel, too. When you move the ball and move people and pass and one more pass and pop that ball from side to side and get the ball moving and swinging, people can't guard you. Uh, and, and, and when we talk, TJ, Make other TJ teams D. scramble the way we've seen ourselves scramble yeah. the last couple <laughs> they of years, they put TJD on the move. It started with the back screen set early in the first half. And then on the break, they did a nice job of getting in the ball early and instead of just walking it up, thought the pace was better. They used TJD as a pin screener and a down screener and then putting them in the post. I mean, it was just like a hundred percent opposite of the offensive scheme of the, of the other night. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, and it was just, it was really beautiful to watch uh, once I, it got going. I will say, and, and once the offense got moving faster, you understand the concept of having the shooters just hunt shooting positions on the perimeter, but at the same time, they still need to run screen sets for them. You saw they, they did one early. It was a double screen set yeah. for Parker Stewart. He got out on the perimeter. Somebody jumped out. He drove by, had an easy dump down to TJD. for, for When he handle. moves, the perfect. defense notices. Absolutely. They have, to. <laughs> they have to. And, and, and yeah. cop too. Cop can be taken because Cop makes good decisions with the basketball. He makes good passes. He's a good passer. He can drive in, pull up if he needs to. But he's a guy who you trust with the ball in his hands. He may not hit his shots. He didn't tonight. Uh, he rushed one of them. But, you know, he's he at least took, takes he makes smart decisions with the basketball when he has it. You can run both those guys off screens, get them in one on one or situations where the defender's chasing him and have him either take the three or go into the teeth of the defense where somebody needs to help out. Boom. You've got an easy basket. The time they ran that, it was beautiful. It was perfect. And Trace got an easy bucket out of it. Here's what it does, too. When you move people, uh, it, it does it moves the defense and it moves the help. Um, and, and our best player is going to get heavy help, and, and he's going to be located in a block most of the time, whether on the move or stationary posting. But if you move people defensively and move the help, then they've got to be really on their mark in order to get to the double at times. And you could just see they they, they didn't. They had very little chance to double because TJD got the ball in positions where uh, other defenders weren't there ready. Uh, if you just stand in the corners like we, we saw early in the game and at Penn State, well, you know where you're at defensively and you know where you know the double monster or whatever you call it can come from. So it was just so good to see a variety of sets, uh, some pin screens, some loop action, um, as opposed to what what happened at, at Penn State. Yep. All righty. Well, coming up as we continue our breakdown of Indiana's 16-point victory over Ohio State, we will point out tonight's meaningful moments that you might have missed, and then we'll go inside the numbers to highlight the most important statistical notes from this game. You're listening to The Assembly Call. Stick with us. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey guys, it's Gene Steratore, CBS officiating analyst and retired Big Ten basketball official. You know I have never listened to the assembly call, and to be honest, I don't intend to. But if you listen, make sure you ignore anything Ryan says about officiating. He's really good from the seat of his pants, but I wouldn't trust him on the court with a whistle around his neck. Time has proven him wrong on virtually everything. Take care. We'll talk soon. That's I still my favorite the one. I the best doesn't get old tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't get old. Steratore is awesome. Uh, you're listening to the Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. I'm Jared Morris. I'm here with Ryan Phillips and the coach Brian Tonsoni. We are breaking down Indiana's victory over Ohio State. And guys, it is time for tonight's meaningful moment that you might have missed. And, you know, back when he was playing for Indiana, Joey Brunk was known as a guy who would come in from time to time off the bench and provide a spark when the Hoosiers needed it. And I kind of feel like inadvertently he did that tonight. He made himself a couple buckets early, you know, vintage Joey Brunk post moves, patient, keeping his pivot foot, you know, but boy, those celebrations, he was clearly excited to be, uh, to be scoring for the opposition at assembly hall, but it almost felt like that was the high watermark for Ohio state. And after that, it was, uh, it was all downhill. And while I know that he and trace, you know, certainly had a good relationship and were friends, it was pretty clear that trace was ready to take it to Joey anytime he got the ball near him. So once again, Joey Brunk providing a big spark for Indiana in a big 10 game that they needed to win. Ball to the face. (laughs) Doink. Uh, Okay. Now, so the the other meaningful moment that I want to talk about actually happened at the start of the second half. And, you know, the, the first half actually ended with Xavier Johnson uh, hitting, hitting a real nice shot. Uh, it was close to the three-point line. His foot was on the line. So they counted as a two. It was 33-30. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, good shot, Xavier. Now let's not get crazy at the start of the second half, right? You just made one shot. And so at the start of the second half, you know, Xavier came out. And, you know, we it was basically, it was a lot of what we saw against Wisconsin, right? It was like, okay, Ohio State's going to let him do some things. And he took him up on it. And, you know, he took a couple shots off the dribble that didn't go in. He drove in a couple shots, you know, that, that just, they weren't the kind of shots that you needed at that point in time. But, you know, he went to the bench pretty soon thereafter and came back in and was much more controlled. And I really thought, you know, outside of kind of the first four or five minutes of the game when everybody really struggled and the offense wasn't moving and that part of the second half, I thought Xavier really did a nice job of leading the offense. And getting the ball where it needed to go, getting the ball in the post. You know, it's one of those games where I was actually kind of shocked when I looked at his stat line. He had two points. He was one of seven from the field, uh, you know, three assists. But he was part of a lot of those lineups that were really doing a nice job. Um, and, and so, Coach, you know, I think this kind of continues a trend that I think we're starting to see from him, which is a really encouraging one. You know, we kind of saw it at the Notre Dame game, right, in the second half, where he's taking all these threes, taking all these threes. He goes out and he corrects it. And tonight, he's taking all these shots, he goes out, and he corrects it. And we're seeing Xavier kind of those those moments when he's out of control be a little bit less, and he's responding when the coaches clearly make a move to hold him accountable and ask him to do something different. 
And that is, I think, a really, really key piece for this team. And it was a really important part of the run that they made thereafter in the second half because it wasn't going to happen if he kept doing what he was doing at the start of the second half. No, I, I think I think you're exactly right, and and that's the positive that that he's learning the lessons. The next step of positive is doing it more at the beginning of the game and at the beginning of the second half, and and, and putting a complete game in. But I, I thought X was rather poor for most of the game until that last stretch. In fact, I wrote down at eight fourteen, X is in. Watch the score, um, because when he was in at the beginning, it was fifteen to seven. And he probably did some good things, and and I saw someone in the chat say drew some fouls, yes, but it was fifteen to seven, and I thought the was sticking when he was running the point that they were, that was when the offense was stagnant. And then all of a sudden the the subs come in, um, and, and I thought it, you know things got a little bit better. Same thing to start the second half. Oh. Uh, 0 for 4 with the turnover, I believe, in the first three or four minutes. And it's not necessarily the 0 for 4 that's bad. It's the fact that TJD's been dominant and some other players were there that let's get them the ball. And then, like, the the last shot of the half is exactly the shots he needs to take That when people are paying attention to the other scores and he gets a kick out and he can be valuable that way. But the big play, again, was the last 8-15. He was solid defensively, solid offensively, and it showed with that little drop-off pass uh, I think for the dunk was the final exclamation point yes. on his positive part of the game. That last eight minutes was he could have floated that in and it might not have even hurt Indiana because there, there was a good enough lead, but he made the right play. He also made some one more passes uh, on the perimeter, as you said. So it's like he goes to the bench and there's an ex whisperer on the bench telling him what needs to be done. Someone needs to do that in the locker room before the game because we need him. He, he, he still is our best option. He does a lot of good things, but the ball tends to stick at times. Uh, and, and I did think he had a good response. And he's also yeah, underrated I, defensively. You know, he took yeah, the charges yes, and yes. he is a guy, he's such an effortless athlete he's a pest. that, that yeah. he can put, yeah. he can put the full court pressure on the guy. will get a step on him and he just so quickly recovers back. So it doesn't put anybody out, but he just, he is a pest, Ryan. He just kind of prevents the offense from getting into what they want to right off the bat. And these are some of the things he brings that we sometimes lose and we just get caught up in the shot selection. Yeah, there was a play. I think it was in the first half when they were in the middle of that run to sort of take the lead and, and sort of establish it, maybe sort of later first half. And he was on a break with Trace Jackson Davis, and there was a yeah. defender between the two of them. And he dropped the ball off without, you know, not like a no look, but kind of a shovel to Trace for a dunk. And Nobody else on the team, maybe Galloway, but nobody else on the team makes that pass. You know, they 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 see the defender there. They either try and take it themselves or they pull it back out and start the set. Rob Finnessy is a more cautious player. He probably would have pulled that out. Um, and he's not great. Rob isn't great finishing on the break. So if he goes up to finish it, it may not be a basket. You may give something up there. Xavier Johnson makes that pass and he has the confidence to make that pass. And that's that play right there was the re is the reason why he starts. And the reason why he plays so much, it's the ability. It's, it's kind of the balls to make those plays. Like that's, that's what it is. I mean, and the vision lack, to see them for a lack of a better word. That's what it is. He just has the guts to make those plays. And sometimes that hurts him because he tries to do too much, but that late drop off to, to race Thompson for a dunk was huge. Um, you know, I, it's just, he, he, he has that extra thing that nobody on the roster really has. And, and again, Trey Galloway might make those plays too. Uh, we haven't seen him much this year. He looked great tonight. Um, so let's hope that he's another guy who maybe for the second unit can make those plays. Um, but but that's why Xavier Johnson is playing. It was that play right there and a few others you saw tonight that you guys talked about. 
The the other thing that I thought was meaningful, and yeah, I don't know how repeatable this is, but you know, we saw in the first half, you know, Parker Stewart had a play where, you know, he's mostly been a catch and shoot guy. You know, and he was able to get a step on his man, drive in, made a little bit of a circus shot. You know, the kind of the kind of plays that he made a lot at Tennessee Martin and just hasn't really made here. And part of it was just his willingness to put the ball, you know, on the on the deck. He had a good matchup. If he can just do that every now and then, it'll keep guys a little bit more honest. Miller Cop in the second half. We saw him, you know, make a couple plays where he dribbles in. He had that one little, you know, kind of floater, uh, you know, but he made a couple of those little mid-range shots. And for those two guys, the ability to do that and at least be a threat to blow by you on a closeout is important. If you know that a guy is just going to stand there and either shoot or pass, you know, it doesn't put as much pressure on you when you're recovering out to him. But if there's even a thought that, hey, this guy could, you know, step by me two dribbles and hit the 10 footer or, you know, he could drive in. That would be a really interesting element for those two guys, you know, to to add. And especially when they play together, you know, you need at least one of them to be able to, you know, to put it on the deck and drive in. So, again, I don't you know who knows how repeatable that is, but I thought it was meaningful to see it. And I hope we see it more. Yeah, my meaningful moment that I was going to bring up actually was when Miller cop hit that first uh, step in sort of hook. I mean, it's a floater, I guess, uh, with 1357 left to make it 4236. The Indiana had had gone more than two minutes without scoring, as had Ohio State. It was stagnant at that point. Uh, Parker Stewart hit the three with about 1607 left, and then nobody scored on a bunch of turnover or in a bunch of possessions. Cop had a chance. He hits that. Then Ohio State goes down and hits a three, and then Cop comes back down and hits another mid-range sort of jumper in the middle of the key. Those two buckets are huge because if you don't have any momentum there, Ohio State hits a three in between them. You know, you're back down to a one-point game. And then if you don't make that second one, you know, they have a chance to take it to take it uh, to take the lead back again. So that was a veteran player recognizing, hey, I'm not getting the looks from three. Let's wait for the closeout and go by and 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 took advantage of it. You're right, Jared, the ability to do that. And I've said, you know, cop has not been a high ceiling guy for us at all this year. Stewart has shown that he can be uh, by hitting some threes. But cop is smart. He's a very smart player. He's been around the block. He knows what to do with the basketball. He, if he, you know, he's the kind of guy who, if he's making the extra pass, he's fine not scoring. But he's a guy that they need to, you know, as we said, need to run sets for to get to get op- get those open looks. But when he has the ball in his hands, I feel confident he's going to make the right play. Doesn't always, but for the most part, he does. And in those two instances, he made huge plays for Indiana to keep that lead and, and keep the pressure on Ohio State. Yeah, he's he's had a habit of this where he'll have games like tonight where he only has four points. But they're big points. Like I think he did that in the St. John's game, like at the start of the second half, where we're just struggling and we can't get a good look. And he'll hit a baseline jumper or find a way to get a bucket. Like he's had a knack for doing that, even when he hasn't had big games, finding a big spot to to step up. And you need veterans. He's been around the block and he can make shots. And sometimes you just need guys who can do that. Um, so nice to see from him. Uh, let's talk about some numbers. Uh, and this segment inside the numbers is uh, sponsored by the power rank where our friend Ed uh, Fang uses data and analytics to make accurate football and college basketball predictions. He also writes an incredible March madness guide every year, which we are going to have a special offer for you on once March rolls around. And obviously tonight's victory will go a long way, uh, toward Indiana actually being back involved in March madness. Again, they really, really needed to have, um, for now, while we wait for that, if you just want sports betting advice with a PhD edge, or if you just like understanding sports at a more analytical level, you should definitely subscribe to Ed's free newsletter. Go to the powerrank.com slash AC to subscribe. 
That's thepowerrank.com slash AC. All right, guys, uh, let's dissect the numbers uh, that tell the story of this game. You know, we've talked about some of them. Uh, two that I want to mention right off the top, Coach. One is free throw shooting. It's nice to look at the free throw shooting and have it be a positive. Tonight, Indiana gets to the line 18 times. Uh, how many did Ohio State take? Yeah, Ohio State was 11 for 12. Indiana gets there 18 times and makes 15. If this team is going to make more free throws and the opponent shoots, they're going to win most of the games. And they did that tonight. The other thing that I was really, really interested to see, you know, think back to after the Penn State game and the comments from Mike Woodson. He called out Trace Jackson Davis as much as we've seen a player be called out uh, in public and basically said a lot of the same things that we were saying which is if Trace is going to play that many minutes, he's got to rebound better. Has to. And tonight for Trace Jackson Davis, 12 rebounds, five offensive. Yes, three of the offensive rebounds came on the one possession where he kept (laughs) missing shots. But I thought it was noticeable that he was more active and aggressive rebounding. And there's few things to me that are kind of a positive big picture sign for a team coach than a star and the coach being on the same page and the star responding to the coach. Because, you know, what Mike Woodson calling out Trace Jackson Davis does, number one, hopefully it lights a fire under Trace's butt, and this team is going to go as far as he can take them. We all know that. But if your star is willing to be coached and coached hard and can be called out, sometimes the coach doesn't have to say anything to the other guys because it's like, damn, he's calling out Trace? Well, I better get my stuff together. And so I just thought that the fact that Indiana responded well and that Trace in particular responded well with such a big game with a new coach, you know, cause I, you know, we didn't really know. It's like, boy, I hope they have a good relationship for this. Well, clearly they do. And that to me was a huge sign. It's there in the numbers and it was there in the eye test watching the game. Well, your best player needs to be your hardest worker. If not, you got issues inside your program. And I'm sure Trace Jackson Davis is off the court, but uh, the Penn State effort, there were times where he didn't rebound and didn't do things. And sometimes if you have a really great relationship as a coach with your star player, you tell them at the beginning of the season, when things go south, I'm coming after you to get to the other guys, just be able to handle it. If it's too much, come talk to me. I've, I, you know, I've done that with, with guys. You got to have a special very special relationship of trust in order to do that. And it seems like Coach Woodson has built that. One, just to get Trace Jackson Davis back, was very honest with him. And so I think that's been uh, something that this shows. But but Trace was just outstanding in, in every aspect. So his response uh, to that criticism was the correct response. And that's how you handle any kind of adversity, whether it be basketball or life is you come back with with a great performance and then you put the icing on the cake by just repeating it and not having to be motivated again uh, in, in those ways or not as many times as possible but uh yeah i, I thought that was uh you know a, a huge huge stat line for for trace jackson davis all, all the way across the board by the way ken Palm numbers updated indiana number one in the country in two-point defensive percentage and as we've often said, you know, you, you, you sometimes you don't know, okay, what numbers should I look at with defensive percentage? Oh, they have a good three-point defense. Well, there's a lot of variance in there. The defense doesn't always control that. One of the numbers that almost all the stats guys will tell you that is actually controlled by the defense is two-point percentage. And Indiana is number one. So if you need any more convincing that this defense is for real and a very, very good defense, we'll see if it's elite as the season goes on. But it is very, very good, and that number sums it up. And again... Doing it against Ohio State, which entered the game as a top 10 offense, a little bit different than doing it against Louisiana and Marshall, right? So yeah. that obviously is a great sign. The number and I was going to go for, Jared, was the 
the field goal percentage tonight for Ohio State, 30.8, and they only made 16 yeah. field goals in the game. Meanwhile, on the other end, Indiana scored on half of its offensive possessions tonight. I mean, to compare, you know, against a top 10 offense to just dominate them that way is is insanely impressive. 15 turnovers forced. Indiana only had what, 9, I think. Uh, which has been, again, a bugaboo against a good team. They were able to only have nine turnovers. And Uh, four four of them were Trace. Trace, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, One of you know, were two of them offensive foul? No, one of them was an offensive foul, I think. Um, And then it probably wasn't an offensive foul. Um, There's two guys bumping each other, and he got got called. Um, But yeah, Indiana only shot 41% on the night and, and won by 16 over a top, you know, 15 team. That, that's just outplaying the other team. That is because of effort. That's because of energy. And it's because of the, the the defensive mindset that this team has. They shut Ohio State down and did what they had to do on offense. And and the last number I'll say is, is plus eight on the rebounds against a very good team with, with a lot of size. Plus eight. Add to that, add to that Ryan, point seven eight five points per possession yeah, against the top offense. That, that's not your 350 net team or 287 Ken Palm team that you just held to 0.785. Yeah. Uh, and, and the percentages that, that you said. Uh, just an unbelievable defensive. Uh, yeah. 65, 65 possessions for Ohio State. They scored 21 times. That's, that's incredible. And, and again, only made 16 field goals all night. And it's not like they, you know, sometimes that number is down because you shoot a bunch of free throws. They only got 12 free throws. So. It was just the the defense was dominant, and that two point defense is great because Trace Jackson Davis has become an elite shot blocker. He's always been a decent shot blocker. He is an elite shot blocker now, and Race Thompson is his running buddy there, who does all the dirty work to get to get guys into position where Trace can block those shots or at least affect them. That's why we're great at two point defense. Is those two guys and, and their tails off. Ryan, you're so on point there too because that allows you to be better three point defense because you can stay on shooters and lock yep. up. You can overextend, and if you get beat, you have a a shot blocker back there, and you really have two and guys that can clean the glass. As long as you're that second man and not just hunting them and not going to block shots when you're not needed, uh, going when you're needed. That's yep. what Trace did tonight. He you went said when second he was man needed. off the floor. You said second, second man, man off the floor. The floor absolutely is just fantastic. But uh, you're what I'll say right. is it just spreads out the defense. Uh, to many different areas. Basketball has become a guards game. It has become a guards game. It is such a luxury, though, when you have that backbone on your defense. And it's become a game where everybody wants to recruit the top guards because they stir the drink, they hit the threes, they make things happen. But having that backbone on your defense changes the game for you because it affects everybody who goes into the paint. They have to think about that big guy come to swap my shot. Think about Kofi Coburn. How much if, if, If Illinois didn't have Kofi Coburn, what would they be? He changes the game defensively for them, just like Trace does it for Indiana, just like Race does it for Indiana. It's a different ball game because those guys are back there. The other important number as we wrap this segment is 18 bench points. Bench was big tonight. And look, that's this is typically how it goes in the Big Ten. When you're at home, you know, and you've got young energy guys who are on your bench, they typically play better in home games. And for Indiana to be able to take this from tonight and repeat it. You know, we talked about all the things that are repeatable. Well, this is the one that's kind of questionable, right? What are you going to get from your bench on the road? And that's not something where we've seen that consistently. You know, hopefully Trey Galloway coming back and, and being a guy who can be a consistent factor. Hopefully that will help. But, you know, four points from Durr, that matters. Four points from Galloway, that matters. You know, you know, Finnessy only had two uh, and missed a number of open looks. 
but I'll take 18 points from the bench, you know, and hopefully as Tamar continues to mature and, and get comfortable with Big Ten play, he'll be more productive. He's, he's a better player than we've seen the last few games. And so yeah. I think it's only a matter of time before yeah, ever he since he back. missed a little bit of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, a, a couple of those bench numbers, one, they were actually, I think when they it was a five-man bench out there, a little bit in the first half, a little bit in the second half, they were a plus one. That if you're going to eat minutes for your guys, you just don't want to give up points. That was a good. But I thought Durr's free throws were were very Perfect. very important tonight. Um, I think I don't know what the, the score was. It was at about the eleven twenty five mark, eleven something, uh, and it was forty four forty one, or they had got it to forty four forty three. But it was a tight game at that point, and he stepped up and hit two free throws. Then Geronimo got fouled, and he went one of two. But they went three of four. Uh, during that stretch of getting fouled and hitting, if you miss your free throws there, Ohio State could get back in the game. Um, and, and I know they took the lead at 1.46-45, something like that. But I thought Durr was uh, uh, those points. And then the other thing you said about Galloway, and we don't, we've talked a lot about him, but people go find the box score and just look at his numbers across the board and, and just appreciate that he can't because he had four assists, numbers. Four assists, no turnovers, two steals for Galloway tonight. Uh, one thing I'll say, I think I think we need to see more of Durr. And whether he he's in there with Geronimo or whether he's in there with with you know Race Thompson, Stagger Trace, Race and Trace's breaks. Yes, yes play I Durr agree. with one of them. Totally That's what I say. <laughs> Come on. And then play Geronimo and play Geronimo with Trace sometimes. Or you yes. know, like mix it up. I agree. Durr only getting six minutes tonight when he looked pretty darn good out there. I, I think he needs to be out there more. Uh six minutes is and, and if you look at it, he got six minutes, Trace played thirty-four. Like they were just for each other. That's it. You know, that was the sub. And but the I thing do with Durr is he can actually step out and face the basket from 15 feet. And he's he playing with race and trace. He draws so, fouls too. When yes. he's the drop there, off is fouls. not that big. There's no. not that. I mean, it is when you have an all American. I don't want to. But it's say, not. It's not but, going to a. But it's not a drop off where you're like, oh my gosh, yes. we're just going to get boat raced if we put a guy in. We can't put him in for any minutes. He's he not devoid to, of talent. He'll grab offensive rebounds. He draws fouls. He needs to be in there more. Whether you again mix and match, like whatever you do, ten minutes, play twelve than, minutes. Yes, but, but just imagine, Trace, and that gives Trace longer to rest. Particularly in the first half, we saw Trace really tired a few times tonight. They luckily got timeouts, got breaks. But Trace is getting tired when he when he you know he runs the floor. He's the entire offense, and then defensively, he's running around trying to block shots and affect things. Even thirty four minutes, you look well. Thirty four minutes is you know. It's the amount of work he does in those 34 minutes that's going to wear him down. Yeah. Particularly if he doesn't have to play 34 minutes, you exactly. know, if he could get by with a few extra. You won by 16 tonight. He didn't have to play all the 34 minutes. I, yeah. I agree. I mean, it's great having him out there. Don't get me wrong. It was so much fun to watch him tonight. But you got to score him maybe an extra minute in the first half, maybe an extra minute in the second half, maybe two either side, so that he's fresher down the stretch in a closer game. Um you know, you just to see he's a college kid. He's going to get tired. He's not LeBron James who can play 48 minutes and then, you know, go do a workout. That's not how this works. And so uh, I think Woodson's learning it and he's getting better at staggering things. Race only played 30 tonight. I mean, you know, and he wasn't it's not like he played 30 because he was in foul trouble. He, he played 30 because that's what the game called for. So I think he's getting better at it, but he's got to realize you're putting too much on one guy sometimes and you need to kind of like trust your bench a little bit. And Durr has acquitted himself well when he's been in there. There have been a game or two where he, the game has not fit him. I get that. It's more of a perimeter game. Get him out. But but he's got to play more, particularly in Big Ten play against other big guys. He's five fouls to use, and he he can play. I, yeah, I mean... I look, thought the bench I, was staggered 
I thought the bench was staggered a little bit more today. Uh, I'm still not a fan of the total, the total, total five man sub stuff, but I still would like to see more staggering that you guys are talking about. Yeah, look, I don't. I'm not certain that Durr needs to play more minutes every game. You know, I, 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 I do understand, you know, especially for, you know, games that are a little bit tighter, you're going to need Trace out there for a lot of minutes. I would just like to see it a little bit different. If you can have for 40 minutes, one of race or trace on the court, they're such stabilizing influences for the team because they're leaders, you know, they can both score in the post, you know, they, they get rebounds. They just, they bring so much to the table. I don't, I haven't yet seen a compelling reason why you have to sit them together and why you can't you know, take one out a little bit earlier, play Durr with the other one and just stagger those two. That's really, I think that's more important than Durr needing more minutes and the other guys needing less. I would just like to see the timing of those a little bit different. I think that would make a big difference. Anyway, um, any other numbers, guys, before we wrap the segment and go on to what I think is going to be a heated debate for game ball? Because I saw uh, Ryan's tweet and he's dead wrong on this. Galloway, 19 minutes plus 17. That's okay pretty big effect on the we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go plus minus because trace was was plus 21 all right let's take this to the the next coming up coming up on the assembly call we're gonna hand out our game balls and we're gonna fight about it we're gonna give out the hoosier hustle award the the move the noodle award all that stuff here on the assembly call stick with us There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Jordan Halls, and I never miss a shot or an episode of The Assembly Call. Thank you, Jordan. You are listening to The Assembly Call IU postgame show. Catch us live immediately following every IU basketball game, plus every Thursday night at our website, assemblycall.com. And some Thursday nights when there's a game, we're here doing the postgame show on Thursday night. Uh, when you're at our website, make sure that you sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter. Over 9,000 of your fellow IU fans have subscribed. Uh, our buddy Tony Adranya will be doing a post-game analysis email that will hit your inboxes in the morning, so you'll get to get his analysis on the game. Uh, and to join that newsletter, go to join.assemblycall.com. That's join.assemblycall.com. 
All right, I'm Jared. He's Ryan. He's Coach. It is time now for our game balls. And before we announce our game balls and surely have a debate, I just want to say something off the top, okay? We have a game ball and we have a Hoosier Hustle Award, or which may get renamed to the Move the Noodle Award. There's a reason why we created both, okay? The game ball is obviously for the guy who had the biggest impact on the game. And sometimes we would have a debate because it's like, oh, well, this guy was awesome off the bench. He really made a big impact. I want to give him the game ball, but oh yeah, Yogi's amazing. Oh yeah, Trace is amazing. We shouldn't take them for granted. We added the new award so that a guy who came off the bench and changed the game with his hustle and with his energy would have a place to be recognized. So I say all that just to add context to this segment, because it appears that some of my co-hosts have forgotten what these awards are supposed to represent. So with that said, I will step to the side and allow Ryan to make a flawed case for why Trey Galloway gets the game ball. You don't know I'm going to say that. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm giving it to Trey Galloway. I'm sorry. My vote's for Trey Galloway. He changed that game completely. Without him, Indiana was behind with Trace Jackson Davis on the floor and playing poorly. Trey Galloway came in, changed the entire tenor of that game. In the second half, they weren't playing that great. Trey Galloway came in, changed the entire tenor of that game. You can go by statistics or you can go by who changed the game. In my opinion, nobody changed that game more than Trey Galloway. Trace Jackson Davis was great. How many times have we seen him put up huge numbers and the rest of the team plays like garbage and does not win the game? It happens. He was incredible tonight. All-American performance. Trey Galloway, is, to me, is the reason why Indiana won that game. Eight points, three of five shooting, uh, two of two from the free throw line, which I was not expecting. Uh, three rebounds, four assists, no turnovers, and two steals. Played great on both ends of the floor. Played great defensively. Made you know uh, Affected the game there. Was stirring the drink on the offensive end, had a couple hockey assists where he was the guy who started the play, passed it to someone who passes to someone who got the bucket. I'm taking Trey. I get why you're going to go with TJD. I get it. To, for me tonight, I'm sticking with it. Trey Galloway is the reason Indiana won that game. You get why I'm going to go with the best player on the floor for game ball? Yeah, because it makes sense. Look, Trey Galloway was awesome. He was amazing. So I don't want to take anything away from him. But again, that's what the Hoosier Hustle Award was for. Like Trey Galloway's hustle and everything that he did. I thought he was the best player was, on the floor for Indiana it, tonight. Trace Jackson Davis had 27 points, 12 rebounds, five block shots, and was one of the main reasons why EJ Liddell, number one on Ken Palm's player Raider, had his worst game of the season. Race so don't make it out. Mostly. Don't make it out to be like Trace Race just fell into no. some numbers and Trey Galloway did everything. Trey was awesome. No, I Trace was didn't. the best player. I think on the they court. both were the two best guys tonight for Indiana. Yes, for they sure. were. Yes. I'm giving it to Galloway because I think the game changed as soon as he hit the floor. They were flat. He came in. Provide a spark, change the game. That's why I think. And I think without that, if this were, if Galloway had not played tonight, this is not the outcome we're discussing here. Maybe they win. Maybe they win a close game. But that was a dominant performance because of the speed at which they played. And he changed that. Brian, with me. Brian, Tui, what's the right thing in the chat? But you better send that in before it comes to me. Because, you know, I'm all about the chat mob. I want to do what's in the chat mob. And the other thing is, Jared Jared just said, can we express ship some peas to Ryan to try to keep him quiet like we did Teddy early in the show? <laughs> and I, I just peas. can't find send button to, to, to buy if for some peas. If only I could feed to, Ryan to, peas to shut him up. That would right be, now, that we would just be. need to give Ryan some peas. <laughs> No, Good, look, but it's, it's not, not a dictatorship. I'm just trying to explain why we have the two awards. So there's a place for Trey to be recognized because the, his contributions should be recognized. The, the trap mob we, is split right now. Yeah, I know Trey. the trap mob is split. That's why I'm trying to make the case. We did this with Yogi, and we swore we weren't going to do it again. Trace was amazing tonight. 
And so <laughs> he should be recognized as well for being the best player on the court when you're playing against a top 15 team. And at some point, you don't take that for granted just because we've seen it from him over and over again. So Trey came in and was amazing. There's no question about it. As we said, he moved the needle. But I think it's really misguided to not recognize Trace as the game ball for being by far the best player on the court who had the most impact on both ends overall. That's all I'm going to say. And then, we'll Coach, you get to break the tie or you can defer Thanks. to the I really, I really appreciate I really, <laughs> I, I now hate peas and carrots. <laughs> I'm not get any vegetables in my diet anymore. Um, Brian, too, he's put the pressure on me. So, um, you know, Ryan's my guy. Jared privately texted me that I have to go with him or I won't be able to host anymore. So there's a lot of pressure on who. Now, to me, I'm going to go TJD because he was he was absolutely dominant. Um, it is not an easy decision because as a coach, you love what Galloway did. And honestly, Ryan's right. Uh, even if TJD had this wonderful performance, if it wasn't for Galloway, uh, I don't think uh, I don't think Indiana wins. So both of you are right. It's just that stat line, the energy, the defense, the uh, all of the stuff together. Uh, that that performance was was absolutely remarkable. And Brian Tui is is no longer coach Tom Sony fan, but join the club. I got a lot of people on the school board that don't like me, Brian. You can run for school board here in Delphi and just fit right in. Um, so I'm going TJD. These debates Fully are fun after a win. You know? Fully understand your decision, by the way, too. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not like Jared. I'm not going to rip you for what you said. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to bully you. you into agreeing with me. I'm just telling you how I feel. It's my pick. That's how I feel. Okay. We're allowed to have a debate. That's okay. Sure, sure, sure. But you know, acting like I'm an idiot because that's my opinion. Come on. I didn't act like you're an idiot. Now I got Eddie on my case in there. San Diego. We won. Again. Andy's the one who thinks you're stupid. He's just not it's here true. to say it. I, he um, says it to me all the time in private. <laughs> all right. It is time for the Hoosier Hustle Award, uh, which was created specifically for nights like tonight so that we can recognize amazing performances like Trey Galloway's. And it is sponsored by our friends at Evansville Security Services. Based in the hometown of IU legend Calvert Chaney, Evansville Security Services provides off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals throughout Indiana. Remember, prevention cannot be measured, so let Evansville Security Services... <clears throat> help you prevent a bad outcome today go to evansville security services.com to learn more that's evansville security services.com uh so i guess the question here i don't really think it's a debate i think we know who this is going to be it's going to be trey galloway um and it's well deserved because yep. you know he there's just there's an energy that he provides and and there's just there's a confidence that he has you know, like he knows who he is as a basketball player. And this is what I appreciate about Trey Galloway. You know, he knows who he is. He knows what his strengths are. Um, and it seems like this season he's bring a little bit more maturity in terms of knowing when to go, knowing when not to, and how to not get himself in trouble. Um, but his hustle all over the court was just tremendous. And you can see that his teammates really feed off of him. You know, and, and that, Ryan, to your point, is what was so obvious tonight, that he got in there and he really did change the tenor of the game. And that's what you want from a bench guy. But then you need the starters and the other guys, the stars, to step up and carry it through. Because they're going to be the ones who ultimately decide whether you win or lose, but the bench guys can make the big difference to kind of change the direction that a game is going in. That's what he did yeah. tonight, and he was awesome. He moved the yeah, needle, it, it, and he is the Hoosier Hustle Award winner. Yeah, and and of course, since I couldn't, 
uh, vote for if, if we had had to vote on this, but I can't vote for TJD because he won game ball and I wouldn't vote for Galloway because I voted him for playing the game. I would have also, I want to give a little note to race Thompson for the work mm-hmm. he did on EJ Liddell. He deserves a nod there um, since he's not winning an award tonight, but I thought what he did was is very important uh, to mention, but yeah, I think that, that's the thing about having bench player sparks. You remember when Victor Oladipo and Will Sheehy were coming off the bench years ago when we first started this podcast? Um, mm-hmm. You know, when it was Juwan Morgan and OG Ananobi and could come off the bench. Yeah. The game, you know, if you start flat, you bring those guys in, you feel like you're getting a reliable performance almost every time. Now, they were freshmen, they were younger, maybe not, but um, you just... It's it's nice to know you can go to somebody who can change the game. And and let's be real, Indiana did not start this game well. It's glossed no. over because you get a big win. They looked bad in the first few minutes of this game. With they're down fifteen line. to seven. They were flat. Mm-hmm. They the only guys moving on offense were Xavier Johnson and, and Trace Jackson Davis. Defensively, flat footed a lot, getting beat back door, things like that that are inexcusable, especially when you're this good at defense. It took them a while to get into this game when those. Subs came in. Rob Finnessy started out pretty well. Uh, you know, he came in for X. He was the first sub, I think, in for X and played pretty darn well and got the ball moving a little bit. Trey Galloway came in and the whole tenor of the entire game changed. When he was, he was only on the floor for 19 minutes. Looking back at this game, feels like he was out there for 25, 30 because yeah. of how different the game was when he was on the floor. And then that carried over to other stretches. There were some flat stretches like the start of the second half. But again, just the ability to kind of find ways to get that team moving. And that's the most important thing we've talked about. The offense, when it moves, works. That's what it's supposed to be. When it's stagnant, it looks worse than what we've seen. I mean, no, I won't say worse, but as bad as what we've seen the last few years. Just no, nothing going on, and it winds up with one-on-one and a late shot clock. Uh, you can't do that. And so Trey being out there really, really changed this game. You know, and coach, I want to give actually honorable mention uh, for this to a guy who didn't play. And that's Anthony Leal, who has gone from, you know, starting to get minutes to starting to not playing at all tonight. And if you watch the bench, who was the first guy up every time something good happened? Yep. Looking as genuinely happy as you'll ever see somebody. And that stuff matters. You know, because energy is something that you can't really quantify it. But if you have guys bringing bad energy to the bench, it can rub off on the other guys. And so just knowing that a guy like Anthony Leal is that team first, that he's able to really genuinely celebrate and be excited, even when he's not getting any minutes now because his buddy is back and taking over. Man, I think that stuff matters for the culture of your program. And I, you know, I love seeing that. And that's why he's such a fan favorite. Absolutely uh, agree that bench energy is a key component. It's not out there diving on the floor, setting screens, guarding people, blocking out, doing all that. But if you have bench energy, A, guys are ready to come in and do their job if they're called on. And two, there, there isn't that negative uh, vibe of I'm not playing, so I'm just going to sit here and, and, and not enjoy the success of, of, of the teammates. It can help pick teammates up when they're down. Um, sometimes we, we cut clips of the bench energy. Uh, in our game clips in our in our basketball program just to compliment those guys that don't get a lot of run uh, that they have vital parts uh, of 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 the game I, I thought that was awesome um and, and again I will also uh say Rob Finnessy's two jump balls uh yeah. whether it's meaningful moment you miss huge. or whatever and then add to that the bench energy his huge smile that was caught on camera after the other one at 415 but it prevented a score at the 815 mark or whatever 
for and Trey gets steal and goes out and, and scores and it becomes 49-45 after his first jump ball and his second one was at 4 415 and, and again kind of finished the game a little bit there and it was a smile which is so important cuz Rob plays so tight and tense sometimes that it was good to see him enjoying his performance. He had, didn't have any assists. He, I think he made a, a couple shots there. But Leo's contribution on the bench, a couple jump balls, that's what winning teams do. You have 13 scholarship guys some you know, and, and some walk-ons, and everyone has a part, whether they get some run, don't get some run, play some minutes, fill the stat sheet or not. And we saw it tonight. That's Indiana basketball. I said Trey Galloway in our text was a throwback Indiana player. The Indiana basketball that we remember was full of those guys that did little things. Joe Hillman, you know, Steve Isle, uh, guys like that that would come in and, and, and do, you know, Finkelmeyer, uh, you know, maybe not so much, but um, just guys that play the game the right way and contribute. And, and so I think you're absolutely spot on. Um, and, and I see a lot of talk about Galloway uh, moving into the starting line. I don't think so. I think he's a spark off the bench. And, love him and in I that don't, role. I love him yes. in that role. And I know he did well. And a lot of times you think the best player in the previous game should start the next game. But no, it's that all second, about rotations that second and, and, and matchups and everything. Yes. And then he'll end up playing with the first unit like he did in the second unit, uh, or in the second half, I mean, at crunch time. But man, what a downhill presence he adds with X being downhill and Galloway downhill that um, gives some options to Coach Woodson as far as rotations. One thing I want to mention before we get to lingering questions, Jared, is you remember the last big home win Indiana had? That was St. John's. And they yes. limped to the finish in that. And basically, yes. if that game had lasted five minutes longer, I think we all agree St. John's would have won. Yep. They finished the game over the last 6-17 with a 15-3 run. They closed this game emphatically. And that is enormous to, to, to yeah. smell blood in the water and to attack. And, yeah, they, they and won't to, get credit for winning a close game because they didn't allow it to be close. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it it they just stepped on their throat and kept doing. It. And it was the defense. I think it was all predicated on the defense. The defense was as good as it was the whole game in the last five minutes. They just were swarming and they could sense it. And the crowd was getting into it and they could sense it. Boom. Uh, they just really hammered down defensively. Uh, and then, you know, when you have the chances, they had a couple breakaway layups. Uh, Galloway had one. Galloway had that. Of course, that alley-oop to Trace. I mean, you know, they just took advantage of the fact that, you know, when you're up a little bit on a team like that, they're getting desperate. All right, now is the time when they're desperate. They're going to make mistakes. Let's hammer down and get this finished. So that 15-3 run to finish it is, you know, such a big thing that they didn't just barely eke this out. They finished emphatically against a good team. That's so nice to have the last two and a half minutes or so where you're not stressing out every darn possession. You just make sure you know you <laughs> miss a three last, after after possession, right? After the and, last and, okay. decade, yes, coach. That is this is yeah. this is very enjoyable. I, I sat there at the three minute mark saying, "Can I relax? Do, do I get Streamyard open? Uh, you know, can I can I get ready to go?" And it was nice that 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 finished the whole the whole second half, the whole game. Actually, there was a lot of a lot of positives because you're never going to have forty you know, superb minutes, but I, I just thought this was much needed. And, you know, as we kind of look forward now, you know, and a lot of people are mentioning this, you know, in the chat, it's like, okay, you know, let, let's settle down a little bit and let's see what they do next game. Cause you know, the last post game show was very moribund and melancholy. And now here we are 40 minutes of basketball later and all is right with the world again. How do you, you do know, it does, success? it reminds me a little bit, yep. 
you remember the win at Iowa last year, you know, it's like, boy, you know, we played amazing, but that whole show we were like, but it only matters if how they, if they can back this up with a good win against Rutgers and what yeah, how that turned out later <laughs> freaking egg. Right. So, you know, this weekend's game against Minnesota is really important. Now it's a home game. They're not going on the road, but you got to back this up with another good performance. Minnesota, not as good as Ohio state. There's no reason to not come out, play well and beat them, take care of business at home. You know, so you can't, I think that one of the big problems with the Archie Miller era is you had these islands, you know, it was like, whoa, we won at Michigan state, you know, whoa, we won at Iowa. Whoa, we beat Ohio state at home, but they would never back it up with anything and you could never build any momentum. Well, if, you know, we want to see this program be a little bit different. All right. You know, we lost at Penn state. We didn't play well. We were on the wrong end of some shooting variants. That game sucked, but you know, now we had this good win. Let's back it up and then let's back it up again. Let's start building some positive momentum. We haven't seen it in half a decade, you know, so let's actually start to see it. But yeah, they, the lingering they, they dealt oh, let me real quick. Go, they dealt go. with failure at Penn State really well by coming yes. out and blowing the doors off of Ohio State. Now, how do you deal with success? That's that's always important. It's always about what you do with that big win or that big loss. How do you respond to it? That's That's what makes a college basketball team is just figuring out how to deal with those things. Indiana has not dealt well with success or failure really well for a long time. And and let's see if maybe this is a new chapter. Jonathan Goodman asked, what did Mark Titus have going on tonight? Mark often comes on and joins us for the Indiana Ohio State postgame show, shows. I did text him. He actually had to do his own show tonight. So we're going to try and get him on when Indiana Ohio State play later on in the season. Uh, but my lingering question coming out of this game and – you know, we kind of frame this coach as a positive early on where it's like, whoa, Indiana, two for five from or two for 15 from downtown and they still win. Well, two for 15, what were we against Penn State? Four of 17 from downtown. You know, that 37 percent, three point percentage has dropped down into the 34s. You know, I've been on record consistently this season that I wasn't really buying that real lofty shooting. I don't think we're as bad as we've been the last couple games. What is this team shooting-wise, though? Because, I mean, it's nice to win these games like this, but if we're going to win 11, 12 games in the Big Ten, we've got to shoot better than we did the last couple nights You know, to help make up for some of those nights when the other things aren't going for you. Three-pointers can be a nice equalizer. we got to start making more of those. Uh, you know, What are we going to settle into, do you think, as a three-point shooting team? Probably some combination uh, uh, you know, between the two extremes. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, we were at a very high percentage in hitting – but the key thing for me, Jared, tonight was open shots. I thought Indiana got open shots. And I believe they'll hit more open shots than what they hit tonight. They missed. But they didn't get as open as shots, I, I didn't think, at Penn State. The offense, as designed tonight and executed tonight, created better shots. That's the fundamental thing. And then, obviously, if we don't hit them over the next three, four, five games, then it's a shooting problem but I think a lot of times as our shooters were just stationary and people were locking down on our shooters and, and you had to take some late shot clocks are added into the stats and all of that so you know if you can get 35 36 as a team overall if you're running Parker and Miller and Tamar I'd like to see Tamar coming off screens and just getting them little jumpers instead of having to create drive on those, off yeah. the bounce you know uh let him do that after people have to close out hard on him hit a couple shots um, pull-up jumpers at the elbow or curls at the elbow uh, that he can hit. I, I think you'll see uh, a little more consistent shooting than, than the last two games. Tonight's shots were were good shots. They just didn't go in. Um, you look at a team like Penn State, they did it again at Northwestern. Like five late shot clock falling away threes, 
that's something that's probably not sustainable. Um, I think, you know, Parker and Miller have shown that when they're open, they're going to hit at a decent clip. So uh, I, I'm not concerned yet. Uh, the other lingering question, and, you know, Ryan, this made its way into our text chain earlier tonight. You know, and while we're on, you know, this is this is the night for exuberance about Trey Galloway because of his awesome performance and coming back. So let's indulge in an all things possible moment. What's his ceiling as a player if he can become a threat from outside? If he hits 30% from three by the time he's gone, he'll be an all Big Ten threat um, because of what he, the energy he brings on both sides. And you know, he's a great driver and finisher. I mean, he's, he's, fan, he's fantastic when he gets in there. By the way, day. that one up and under he had, we haven't talked about that. We've yet. seen that him do that beautiful. Before. That didn't even that surprise great. me. He, he does that. He's a wizard with those angles and with the ball and his ability just to be aggressive and drive in. You know, as a freshman, he got rejected a few times because he wasn't strong enough. The guys would just, get him into bad angles, falling more away than going directly at the hoop. But he's if he can hit 30% from three, which is not that for a guard, for a wing player, is not that high. But if he can be a threat from out there, and, and the reason I say 30 isn't because of a statistical thing. It's because it makes it a threat when he's standing out there by himself. If he can do that, it makes him a threat. It's going to open up all the driving lanes for him. Uh, he's a guy who could easily average 14, 15 points a game, I think because of his ability to get into the teeth of the defensive finish, if he can step out and shoot. Because teams are going to just start playing off of him until he proves he can make a jumper. Yeah. Coach, any uh, any lingering thoughts on the potential for Trey Galloway? Um, Boy, I, I want to see him hit a three and, and then hit another three and then hit another three. And then we really have nothing super special. I don't want to get over over our skis too, too much, but um, – I love his attitude. He's a coach's kid, and, and obviously I'm biased towards coaches' kids. Um, you just, They just know how to do things. And he is just – you know, I don't know if it's all Big Ten or, or whatever, but he's going to be an Indiana guy that we all appreciate after he's gone. Um, and, and he's going to help win a lot of ball games if, if this continues. I was more happy with his defense, <laughs> his defense tonight than, than anything else. His movement else. on D was fantastic. Yeah. Good. There's a great tweet from uh, Cliff Marshall. He's got a video of Trey on like an elliptical or, or something working out. He said, so proud of Trey Galloway. He returned tonight from being out for two months with a broken wrist, worked extremely hard behind the scenes while no one was watching. Never complained, just worked tonight. It showed. And it did. Great performance from uh, from Trey Galloway. Just, you know, I texted you guys late in the game, man. I just found myself at the end of that second half. It was fun. I was just proud of them. You know, it's like, man, they bounced back. They overcame a rough start and they played together and they played hard and they played smart. Like this is, this is all, we're a demanding fan base, but we don't ask for things that are crazy. We just want to watch our team play hard, play together and play smart. They didn't do it at the start, but man, they got into it for stretches tonight. And it was so much fun to watch. So enjoyable. Win by 16 every night like that. Yeah. (laughs) That's all we ask. Come on. All we ask. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> especially against top 15 teams guys yeah. come on what's I mean, what's hard about on. that that was all we ask um all right so upcoming schedule obviously tonight is thursday so there's no assembly call radio uh sunday minnesota um coach i guess my other lingering question things felt uh hopeless from an ncaa tournament perspective after penn state now things feel good again uh, give me the up to the moment uh, bracketology as it relates well, to Indiana. Basketball. We need to produce a bracket tomorrow. Real busy guy, and, and we kind of had our meeting today, so I was going to go with what we decided today. And Indiana was out as of this morning, 
Um, but they now have a quad one win, and they also ha have earned a quad two win uh, with Notre Dame's uh, beating of North Carolina. And so now when you compare those to those teams that were on the 10 and 11 seed line, uh, and Indiana's net is going to go way up because of its defensive numbers tonight. So I would imagine Indiana's net is going to be at the low 40s or high 30s. And so um, I'm just going to do it because – I'm in charge of the dang club. Indiana's going to be in our bracket tomorrow. I mean, we deserve some damn good news. And whether whether it's the right analysis or yeah. not, Indiana will be in the bracket tomorrow based on this win. So, yeah, don't, uh, but, don't fight bracketology. Finish up, finish up. That I'll make. I, I, did, I, I honestly think that they are that the, the last four teams in have weak resumes. No, no quad one wins, but a couple quad two wins. This is a top thirteen win over a top three or four seed. Those are golden, and those will stay. So um, I think that differentiates ourselves from, you know, Wake Forest and some other teams that that, that Indiana might replace that we had had in. So uh, that's good news for me, and I'm going to stay up till about two in the morning, making sure that they're at least in the 11 seed line or the 10 seed line because we need it. Yeah, at least and, some good news. And frankly, there's been a little bit too much black and gold propaganda coming out of the Delphi Bracketology Twitter <laughs> account. So I think you Watch need to bring it. some balance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm guilty uh, we're a basketball website assembly calls my indiana outlet delphi bracketology is about basketball uh you are listening to the assembly call remember to check out our friends at home field apparel use the promo code home h-o-m-e at checkout to get 15 percent off your first order all right guys it is time for last call ryan why don't you lead us off just a great win. I mean, if you're looking for the first great win of the Mike Woodson era, you got it tonight. 67-51, 16-point drubbing of a of the 13th-ranked team in the country. And an Ohio State team that rarely plays poorly. I think somebody tweeted they hadn't lost by – they've only lost by 16 or more once in the last, like, six years or something like that. They're usually in the game. They play very well. They're a very smart team. They're a very well-coached team. And they've got some really good players this year, as you saw tonight. Indiana was just the better team tonight. And Indiana proved – that it can be a top 25 team. It can be a top 15 team if things break right. This is a good basketball team. There is a lot of talent on this team. And even on a night where they shoot two of 15 from three and don't get their two three-point shooters really going offensively, they still won by 16. And that's because of the depth and talent of this roster, which has always been there. It just needs to be utilized correctly by the players and by you know being put in the right situations. Finally felt like it was a fully healthy roster. And look what happened. This is possible for Indiana. This is absolutely possible. They just have to go out and grab it. It's there for them. You know, the Big Ten is not as fierce as it usually is this year. It doesn't look like it so far. Maybe by the end of the year, it will. This is a team that can make some noise. May not win a Big Ten championship. May not make the make the lead eight. Anything like that. This is a team that can make some noise with the talent it has. You got an all-American to build around, and you've got some really talented guys around him. This is a team that can make some noise and set this program up for the future to be really darn good. So it's important. It's a very important season for Indiana basketball. Getting a win like this is great. You got to follow it up with some good ones, something we didn't see the last team do. Jen, with a very interesting question, does anyone else feel like Ryan is about to burst into song? Ryan, would you like to, no. would you like to do that? I, I, Yo, this is Sneak Dio Double Dizzle. <laughs> maybe maybe a rap. <laughs> Winning's fun. 
<laughs> winning is fun. <laughs> winning, winning is I fun. Actually, I just want to know. Like, so what, much easier. I want to know what song was playing in Jen's, like what melody was going in Jen's head that she thought Ryan was going to bust into song with. Like where, <laughs> where was that going for her? I'm very curious. By the way, Bill Simmons is trending. So Ryan, you may need to go hop off and cover something for the yeah, league. Later, guys. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's probably he's Celtics related. The Celtics were winning by like 26 points and lost to the uh, Knicks. The Knicks were one in 229 when trailing by 25 points over the last 25 years and won tonight. Do I have? Where's that one drop of you talking about Bill Simmons? Do you remember? No. <laughs> no. Damn it. I don't know where it is. Oh, here it is. Ninety percent of his basketball opinions are moronic. <laughs> that was, there that you go. Bill Simmons drop. <laughs> I stand by it. Uh, all right, coach. Last call. This was Indiana's most complete game. Uh, we've talked about consistency, uh, one half, second half, a, a little bit of runs. Um, this was Indiana's most complete game. And now the word consistency goes from game to game. And then it goes to Minnesota game. And then it goes, can you play consistently on the road? And that goes for the coaching staff, too. Uh, there was a lot of doubt in my mind of, of where we were headed and what we were doing after the lack of offensive creativity and play calling at Penn State. They fixed it. Uh, and so – that, that's what you do when you have an off night. You go back and you fix it. Um, so uh, kudos to the coaching staff. Kudos uh, to Trace Jackson Davis for getting more than five rebounds. But it was our, our most complete uh, game. And I'll remind people that Duke was up. Uh, I don't know the actual total, but Ohio State made a late run in the last four or five minutes of a game that Duke had probably won, seven, eight-point lead or something like that. And Ohio State turned the tables real quick and en ended on a 15-2 to two run. So when, when Indiana finishes on that type of run to put that game away uh, and the 7.785 stats, these are things that travel. So uh, as, as Jared mentioned earlier, and, and some, just the hope is not to get too high and think we've arrived because we haven't until we do this three or four games in a row, but it's a lot more enjoyable than what we felt Sunday. And uh, it, it makes the heading into the weekend uh, enjoyable. Yeah. Well, I just, it was, like I said earlier, it was fun. And I'm just, I'm proud of these guys. And, you know, I think you think back to that Penn State game. And I think the reason why Indiana fans had such a hard time processing that game, I mean, the most important reason, because Indiana just didn't play well. You know, I mean, you can talk about all the shooting variants and all this stuff, and that is all true. But Indiana still just didn't play well. You know, like that, that shouldn't have mattered. That's a Penn State team Indiana should be able to beat on a night when they don't, you know, even if the other team shoots well and they don't. And, you know, more so even than the stagnant offense, it kind of felt like a return of the joylessness. Like there just wasn't a lot of energy on the team. They didn't look like they were having fun. And I think that was kind of jarring to us because the narrative through the first part of this Mike Woodson air is, wow, look at, look at the energy they're playing with and the togetherness and they're having fun. And like something just felt off about that game. And then you got Woodson calling out Trace and it's like, what's going on here? And tonight seemed to write that. You know, the, it didn't start out well, but they got the spark they needed. Their star was a star. Everybody else kind of filled their roles, and it got back to feeling like what we thought this was going to feel like. And I think that was always the hope after the Penn State game. It's like, all right, this is a bad performance, but hopefully in a couple months we look back on it, and it's like, that's the island. You know, this is what we need to get to as a program, where those poor performances, like, okay, you're going to have a couple of those every year, but it was surrounded by good play. 
And tonight was a really important step toward putting that in the rearview mirror and hopefully building some good momentum. But again, we won't know until Sunday when Indiana plays Minnesota. Then they go on the road to Iowa, on the road to Nebraska. These are three very winnable games. And it's a huge opportunity you know, to pick up an important home win, get a road win or two, and really start to build some momentum. We haven't seen that a lot in Big Ten play, but if the Hoosiers can do it early you know, in the Big Ten season here now, it's really going to set them up well for what they have to do in the back half, you know, when the pressure starts to build a little bit uh, for the NCAA tournament. But, you know, great win tonight for Indiana, uh, you know, top to bottom, uh, you know, good performances by the players who were out there. And it was just wonderful to see Trey Galloway back out there doing Trey Galloway things and, uh, you know, seeing Trace play like an All-American. Awesome, awesome win tonight for the Hoosiers. Uh, all right, that is going to do it uh, for us. If you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, uh, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assemblycall. And don't forget to go to join.assemblycall.com to join our free email newsletter. Special thanks to Bob Thompson for the music that you hear on the show. And special thank you to John Ringer of Rig Design for designing our logo. And thank you for listening. Uh, where is it here? Uh, oh man, I was trying to find the Mark Titus. There it is. Take it from me, native Hoosier Mark Titus. Keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim. And go Hoosiers. It had to be Titus tonight. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. All right, I got to get out of here, folks. Thank you. Yo, this is Sneep Dio <laughs> Double Dizzle. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. <clears throat> that was fun. We need to win. Good night, everybody. <clears throat> we need to win more games. Makes life so much better. Yes, it does. Uh, by the way, if you didn't hear, we are coming in town for the Illinois game, February 5th. We are going to be doing an event at Switchyard after the game. Uh, and we're like this close to finalizing a player guest to be to be there. We're gonna work on some others, but hopefully that will happen. I'll announce that once it's all finalized. But we'd love to have as many of you come out as possible. We'll be getting in Friday. We'll do our team dinner. Then we'll be out Friday night. So if you're going to be in Bloomington, we'd love to see you. Love to hang out. And then Saturday we'll be at the game. Yeah, we'll be at the game Saturday, hanging out afterwards at Switchyard. And then we can try and go to the women's game on Sunday. I'll probably only be able to stay for about half of it. Um, what time is just, it uh, scheduled It's for? at noon. My yeah. flight leaves I'll, India I'll at like out. 5. So Yeah, I won't I be able to make it, unfortunately. I don't know how, how much of it I'll be able to see, but... Jen says she's not sure where Switchyard is. It is on Kirkwood? No. Uh, it's no, on it's uh, not on college. Yeah, it's no. on college. That's what I meant. Yep. It's uh, just past uh, sports. Kilroy Sports. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's easy to find. So that'll be fun. All right, guys. Or just, you know, we have this amazing thing called the internet. Just type it in. You'll find it. <laughs> that is very condescending. I didn't mean it like that. I don't like appreciate that. that. I, I mean it like... Jen's I mean over it like, here, like, imagining you singing songs... And instead, you're just condescending to her. No, That's I just mean it's right. easy to find. It's all right in your phone right here. You don't think she knows that? She's asking well, her she's friends asking. for help. That's like okay. Jay. He uh, he it, puts this, whatever, what's this, the new word game that folks are playing on Twitter? And I asked him about it. And he says, why don't you just Google wordplay? Like, yeah, Jay. I know I can Google things. thought I would ask my friend instead. I mean, you're on the internet right now, Jared. Why don't you just do it in another window? It's... Because you know what, we can't lose our personal connection. No, what I meant was what I meant was out. if you're having trouble. What I meant was if you're having trouble, find <laughs> it, put it in your map. There you go. It's right. Boys, there. boys, boys! If I have to stop this vehicle, there's gonna be hell to pay. <laughs> <laughs>
Can I know, you imagine but I a road trip I can't with do as many shows, so we gotta, you know, we gotta, we gotta get our jabs over in car. while we're both here. It's more fun. <laughs> uh, right, I will guys. be at the game Sunday, uh, so I won't be able to be on the show. But if anyone's in Assembly Hall, um, uh, stop by, and if you see me, say hello. Yeah, first week eighteen of the NFL season, so I'm going to be doing that all day Sunday. That's fun. Oh crap! All right, well I got to figure out who's hosting that show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, out, I'm out. Sundays, I'm just out, and especially during the playoffs, I'm Saturdays and Sundays probably. I don't know about okay. Saturdays, but um, yeah, the weekends are tough during till the Super Bowl. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. I know so who's available me. for Sunday. I don't get that was much fun as this. I'm sorry, Jerry. <laughs> hey, Eddie, I owe you a drink. So maybe either before or after, let me know where you're at. I, I owe you for letting you down today, Eddie Small. How'd you let so him get down? a hold of me? Uh, he wanted me to pick Galloway for the for game ball. So you let him down by being right and trying yeah, to but guide Eddie's him a great, to a sensible no, decision? Eddie's a great dude, man. I met him at a tailgate. We had a good conversation. Sure you know, you got Ryan's a great dude, but he's wrong. Well, okay. I'm not that. I mean, I'm a little overrated. It's, <laughs> let's be honest. A little overrated. I'm feeling feisty. I need to go on another podcast. No kidding. People. Someone needs to give you some peas. <laughs> Eat them dang peas you were giving your son. Yeah, I thought I was. I, I thought I was. You need a Snickers. Downright. Jared I, needs a Snickers. I was downright pleasant tonight. I thought, and Jared I thought so too. Vicious. My goodness. <laughs> just trying to bring the conflict to the show. Conflict uh-huh, makes sure. good content. You know. Come on. That's what they tell you. They keep uh, telling yourself that. All right. All right, everybody. All right, guys. Have a good one. We will see Adios, you all everybody. Sunday. Later. See y'all.